Presented by Meta. Hey, good morning, playbookers. I'm Raghumuna Balan. It's Tuesday. Today's show, Pence, Trump, and Garland all speak today. We'll tell you what to expect. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. All eyes will be on a pair of speeches today in Washington, one by the former president and one by the former vice president. Mike Pence, whose scheduled speech yesterday at Heritage was scrapped due to travel issues, speaks at 9 a.m. at Young America's Foundation's National Conservative Student Conference. Donald Trump speaks at 3 at the America First Agenda Summit. Because this is Trump world, not only is there the already much-discussed drama of the Trump-Pence speech-off, but there's new drama over Trump's choice of venue. Former key Trump aide Peter Navarro is publicly asking Trump not to go forward with the event because he believes that the America First Policy Institute, which is hosting the summit, is insufficiently devoted to Trumpism, or at least what Navarro believes Trumpism to be. In a piece headline, quote, Trump's think tank prepares to betray him. Published on the MAGA-aligned online outlet American Greatness, Navarro writes, quote, Don't go, boss. That's my strong advice to President Trump as he prepares to deliver a speech in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday at his alleged, quote, think tank, the America First Policy Institute. Yes, it is important for President Trump to have a well-credentialed stable of policy experts capable of both building a 2024 platform and finding solid MAGA talent to populate a new Trump administration. But the AFPI Trojan horse, whose leadership is now bragging about how it will staff Trump's, quote, shadow cabinet, is decidedly not that. Meanwhile, as Trump and Pence shadow box in Washington, a ton of new details have emerged about January 6-related investigations. Two key figures in Pence world, former Chief of Staff Mark Short and former legal counsel Greg Jacob, testified recently before a federal grand jury investigating January 6, per ABC News and The Wall Street Journal. They were compelled to appear by subpoenas. The Justice Department has been asking about the efforts by Trump lawyers, including John Eastman and Rudy Giuliani, to try to subvert the 2020 election. Short told ABC's Lindsey Davis, quote, If the mob had gotten closer to the vice president, I do think there would have been a massacre in the Capitol that day. Per the Wall Street Journal, quote, The interviews with Mr. Pence's advisors suggest prosecutors are targeting a senior circle of Trump associates who pushed for the former vice president to accept the false documents and halt a certification of President Biden's victory. There's more signs of the DOJ probe scope. Newly public subpoena sent last month to two Arizona state senators shed light on investigators' efforts to uncover the false alternate elector scheme, Devlin Barrett and Yvonne Winget Sanchez report from the Washington Post. The subpoenas, to Karen Fan and Kelly Townsend, quote, seek all communications or documents exchanged with those who served as Arizona's alternate electors, as well as communications with state representative Mark Fincham. Also, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp testified Monday before the grand jury in the Fulton County, Georgia investigation. And if you're wondering where to end your news day, Attorney General Merrick Garland will sit down for an interview with NBC's Lester Holt, airing at 6.30 p.m. on NBC Nightly News. We've been told that the January 6th investigation will be among the topics they discuss. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House at 2 p.m. Eastern. President Joe Biden will meet virtually with the head of South Korea's SK Group, which today is announcing a major $22 billion investment in American manufacturing. At 5 p.m., Biden will take part virtually in the House Bipartisan Disabilities Caucus's celebration of the 32nd anniversary of the American Disabilities Act. Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre will brief at 3.15 p.m. with National Economic Council Director Brian Deese. 
Here's what's on the Vice President's calendar. At 1.15, Vice President Kamala Harris will meet with the disability rights leaders. And at 6.45, Harris will speak in honor of the ADA anniversary from her residence. The Senate will meet at 10 a.m. to take up legislation and will hold a closure vote at 11 a.m. on the vehicle for the CHIPS Plus bill. The chamber will recess from 12.30 to 2.15 for weekly conference meetings. The House will meet at noon and take up several bills at 2 p.m. with votes postponed until 6.30. All right, for more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Rogu Manavalan. Have a good Tuesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. One day in the metaverse, doctors will practice high-risk surgeries as many times as needed before operating on real patients. Education will be more immersive, allowing art students in Ohio to visit museums across the world without a plane ticket and giving science students in Florida the opportunity to sail through Saturn's rings. The metaverse will also transform workplace training. Imagine a world where engineers can disassemble and reassemble engines thousands of times without wasting materials or where aspiring city planners can build hundreds of cities before a single real building is ever constructed. The metaverse may be virtual, but the impact will be real. Learn more about what Meta is building for the metaverse at meta.com slash metaverse impact.